You're listening to the Empowering Process Podcast with your host, Gail Kraft. Listen as she holds frank discussions around how your purpose, being present, and trusting your power impacts your life. Whether you're an entrepreneur, leader, or developing your vision, you'll find wisdom and insights you can utilize right now. Welcome your host, Gail Kraft. Hi, everybody. This is Gail Kraft from the Empowering Process Podcast, and I have with me this amazing coach, Brad Dempsey. Brad is the founder of Coach, founder and coach at Mindset Sports. Brad has a passion for sports, and it started when he was a teenager. However, at the age of 13, he did suffer a traumatic brain injury in a life threatening car accident. As a result, he honed his skills of surviving, thriving, and overcoming depression, anxiety, and the physical ailments because of this experience. Brad lived the imposter syndrome as he continued with his sports and he put a powerful achieving face forward while inwardly suffering the pain of finding himself and finding his worth. He's learned many lessons and has been able to pull through and now shares his amazing expertise and experience with others. He helps young athletes discover how to approach believing in themselves and finding true confidence. He shows his clients how to hold themselves accountable instead of making excuses and he teaches them there is no easy way and no quick fixes. Brad believes that failure and success as an athlete doesn't define who you are, it's how you emerge and respond in life that really matters. Welcome, Brad. Oh, thanks, Gail. Really, really excited to be here. I am thrilled that you're here. And today we're going to talk about forgiveness, the art of forgiveness, and how important that is in life. So um, we talked a lot before we even started, and we talked about our past experiences and so forth. Um, but tell us a little bit about how forgiveness helped you pull through the mental anguish that that and I call it imposter syndrome because that's the new you know word of the day yeah. right it really is that feeling of self-worth it's feeling that I'm not really as good if anyone really knew who I was if people really knew what was going on they wouldn't love me they wouldn't trust me they wouldn't hire me they wouldn't whatever Let's talk a little bit about what that was like at such a young age yeah well you know we all face circumstances that are out of our control. You know, obviously the accident I was in and then the aftermath of the depression and the, the, you know, my emotions being out of control and not really understanding what happened. Um, it caused for, you know, that trauma led to how I handled circumstances in my life. And then when you handle certain circumstances in your life in a negative way and you have a conscience, it builds up. And so, for example, I was very, my mom who passed when I was 25, who saved my life, I was very angry and I was very rude and very mean to my mom, yet she continued to be good to me and do everything to help me to just, she wanted to find me help. And so, you know, as that goes on, you bury those feelings of what you did because you always come down from the anger, right? You get angry at somebody and then you come down and you realize what you did, but then the next moment you snap and, and, but then you bury, you bury it and you bury it and you bury it. 
And uh, like we, we spoke before this, you know, it's kind of a seed that grows and you water. And the next thing, you know, uh, you have all of these, these feelings that inside of you, uh, it's really hard to love yourself, know yourself, even care about yourself because you're in a situation where you really don't like yourself very much. Well, I've been there. I've looked in the mirror and go, <laughs> I don't know why I have any friends. <laughs> and then when you don't like yourself much, uh, you, you, you have the circumstances of how you handle other people, how you communicate, how you go about your professional life, your personal life. And uh, those challenges, uh, th- those bring more challenges because of how you've handled yourself. For sure. And one of the, the comments that you made, and it, it's very important, um, especially in sports, the, t- the type of thing that you help coach on, and that is to learn how to be proactive versus reactive, right? One of the, I use the term that you are either reacting to the situation that is before you, or you are responding to the situation because life happens that unplanned shit happens all the time. And you can sit there and have a knee-jerk reaction and follow that through mostly from anger, right? How dare you? Or you can stop and say, why did I have that reaction? Take a look at and explore your own intentions, your own motivations, and then look at the other party and realize that 99% of the time they were not out to hurt you, right? That they are just unaware that their actions have that kind of impact on you. Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, it's, it's just so we, we want to internalize everything and we are so reactive by our emotions because, you know, whether we're treating ourselves, we're not, and I, you know, I go with my athletes, we start real simple. How many hours of sleep are you getting a night? What type of food are you putting into your body? And are you drinking an adequate amount of water? I mean, that's real simple, right? But but we make it the most complicated thing ever because our body wants sugar. We want, uh, you know, we want to drink things or eat things that we probably shouldn't if we want to be a high level athlete. We, we think that we can stay up late until midnight on our, our cell phone or our device or social media and wake up at seven or eight, go to school all day and then go to practice and perform. And what we don't realize is like, hey, if we, if we want to be productive, we got to start being intentional about what we're doing and how we're doing it. Right. right. So that's, I love that word intentional um, and I'm writing it down. So we'll probably get back to it again. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, because intentional means that you have a purpose, that you have a plan, that you know why you are doing everything that you do. Um, this morning, every morning I, kind of do a little meditation and, and maybe kind of figure out what's my intention for today, right? My intention for today. And today, Brad, my intention is just the small things, the little things that matter. Pay attention to the little things that matter, not the broad strokes, right? Um, and I have run my life from the perspective, there's this song from the 40s, the ant that pushed the rubber tree plant right? Right. Nice. Even in this, why I was so successful in business, I didn't worry about the big project that we had that, you know, is 20 years down. It's like, what can we do today? What can we get done today? What can I get done this minute? 
right? Because success breeds success, right? And I focus on what can get done. Now, get, getting back to intentionality and your knee-jerk reaction, along with that, my intentions may be focus on the small things, but shit happens, <laughs> right? I might be derailed today, and then how am I going to react, right? Um, I used to call it my ability to bounce back, right? It really is important to know who you are and know who the other people are. And, and again, back to forgiveness, right? That was a very hard lesson for me to learn and a very interesting lesson when I'm working on that with clients. What are some of the things that you run into when you, when you actually say, yeah, yeah, we're going to forgive them. What do you hear? Well, you know, that's just a word. You know, I forgive you. Those are words. Um, there's, there's a lot more to it than just, I forgive you. Um, it, it, there has to be an emotional attachment to, uh, we, we talked earlier, you have to, you have to, you know, you really forgive someone or you forgive yourself when you feel the freedom from it. And, and that goes back to what you said earlier about um, when you introduced me, there's no easy, there's no easy way to forgive yourself or someone. You have to work through it right. and, and you have to face it and you may not like get what you want out of it, but once you face it and, and you work through it, then, then you'll feel that freedom. So, so you have to connect those words with an action. And I think a lot of times when we coach, and I've learned this from coaching young people. We use words like forgiveness, commitment, accountability, intentionality, uh, hard work. But we, we a lot of times fail to say, hey, but here's what this means. You know what I mean? It's not, right. it, we, we use all these words. You got to focus. Right. You know, you're talking to a bunch of 12-year-olds. They're like, well, what do you mean, coach? You want me to pay attention? But there's more of a meaning to it than that. And so right. when we think about forgiveness, we can't just say, yeah, I forgive that person. Cause a lot of times you may say you forgave them, but you're holding a grudge. Oh, well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We really just kind of pushing it aside. I, I am not forgiving you. I'm pushing you out of my way. Exactly. <laughs> one, one thing I like to work on with, with my clients is, um, non-attachment and this has to do with forgiveness right you have to detach from your expectation um, from someone else in order to really be free right and not have to fall i don't have to forgive you if i don't have attachments to you and then you fail my expectations right and especially when it comes to love relationships right a lot of people in fact 99% of the people that I work with, when we talk about, well, what was your expectation of your significant other that you are now disappointed? Why do you even have that attachment? What is it that you're looking for from them that you're not getting from, from yourself, right? Um, and, then, and then you get angry at them, right? And you bury the anger because you know it's your expectation that they're not meeting. And then, ooh, guess what? They do it again, but you don't communicate to them right? You don't have healthy boundaries versus unhealthy boundaries. And so this whole, that's why it's so complex. You're right. It's not, I just forgive you. It's 
what do I need to release from myself from this relationship and satisfy that need in myself so that I can look at you and say, I'm sorry that you don't give this to me. And I'm sorry about the pain that you're in. I forgive you for where you come from, but I don't need you in my life. Or I do need you in my life, but I want you in my life differently, right? It is very complex. And so, you know, I might write a blog about it with three simple answers, but that's not going to solve your problem. You need to work through it. And you need someone to help you work through it, right? Yeah. Yeah. There, there, there's no, there's no doubt about that. And, you know, for me, you know, you take the, the, the trauma that you have as a young person, and this is why I love to work, work with young people, because I think if you can work through things, the sooner you can work through things and become proactive, the less you're going to pile up on yourself and have to forgive yourself down the road. And, and, and the more you, the more capable you're going to be able to take on those daily challenges that you're going to face anyway. Right. Right. Those challenges aren't changing. You're going to face the challenges. They're coming regardless if you want them or not. Life happens. So, yeah. So you got to be in a place. And for me, you know, I'll, I'll never forget, Gail, when, you know, this was about three years ago. I was 35. I have left. At, I left a school I was at for a number of years on a separation agreement. And it was, it was mutual, but I left just lack of, you know, my confidence was down and the the agreement came from me facing, standing up for what I believed in and what I believe was right. And, and, and I still believe it was right, but the fact that I wasn't able to win there and it came to it to them saying, Hey, we'll pay you to leave. Um, it left me just crushed because I invested, I knew every kid, every family, we had, we had accomplished so much. And I went through about two years of just anger and beating myself up and trying to pick myself up and do what I needed to do. And I just wasn't getting past what happened. You know, I'm a grown man. I got three, I got a wife and three kids. And so I I watched this, uh, this movie one day, um, you know, I I have a sales job and I think this is during COVID (laughs) and, uh, I watched this movie about the mercy me group, the story, I forget what it's called. And this guy, this, this young boy got beat by his dad his whole life. And he ends up coming back and forgiving him and becoming his best. They became best friends. And I just lost it. I'm like, Holy shit, man. If this guy can forgive his dad who, who just beat on him his whole life growing up. And he had to do that and come back and, and, and accept and forgive him. I think I can forgive people that actually paid me money to leave. It's not like they fire, like they paid me money to leave. Like I really got to get over Here's your this. separation. Go. And, and I just, I just said, you know what? And, 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 and in that moment, I was able to connect with, with all of those emotions I was trying to work through. And I wasn't angry anymore. I, 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 so I was able to connect and say, you know what? I, I forgive those people. Uh, we just, we thought differently. We didn't see the same way. Um, they weren't trying to hurt me and I wasn't trying to hurt them. It just didn't work. And, and it, it took that because the voices in my head were telling me different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so, um, so egos, I often will talk about your subconscious versus your conscious mind. I think 90, 90 to 95% of what you do every day is subconsciously driven. 
And so if you look at your brain like a business and your conscious mind is your, your leader and your subconscious are all the worker bees, right? So your conscious mind will give a directive and your worker bees will say, okay, I, I captain and go do it. If you don't give it directive, if you're not intentional, the worker bees are going to do what they want, right? When you sleep, the worker bees do whatever they want, right? Exactly. <laughs> right? They just run rampant. And so it really is important to know that you don't necessarily want them running the show. You want them to do the work, but you want to be in control of what that work is all about, right? And you yes. know, you can control the work of bees even when you sleep. You just have to give it, give them a job to do. I've done it. It's so hilarious. Before you go to sleep, if you have a problem that you're trying to resolve, Brad, and you can't come up with an answer or you have, you know, column A, column B, column C, I don't know which one to choose. Tell your worker bees to go and find the answer when you go to sleep. You'll have the answer that morning. Yeah, you got to control those worker bees. Otherwise, yeah. they, they might not let you get sleep. Oh, yes. Yeah. But if you give them the job, oh, that's a great idea. So if you can't go to sleep, I always divert when I can't go to sleep. Okay. And my mind is thinking about this. So I'm going to focus on something else. Right. But if, again, if you say, okay, I'm, I'm really deep into this. So I'm going to tell my subconscious mind to resolve whatever is bothering me so that I can sleep. And then you go to sleep. Crazy. Yeah, it, it is. And, and we talked about this a little bit earlier, Gail, when you were talking about your business experience and, and the, the high level people that you work with as far as, you know, they got to high level because they function at a high level, but they made a plan. Right. Like if, if you have a million things going through your mind, you got to deal with them. Right. You got it. You got to come out. Okay. You, you know, prioritize, compartmentalize, do whatever you need to do, but you got to make a plan to deal with them right. and it, and that's when you get an opportunity to forgive right 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 and here's the thing about planning um again stuff happens and so you might be thrown off track if you have this is where i want to be at the end of the year let's say it, it, i i don't like to to plan past that because too much stuff happens in between but you leave yourself space to be flexible you yes. leave yourself space to get curious about what's going on because something might have changed. You give yourself permission to change your mind, right? I do quarterly reviews. Is this working? Do I still want to continue doing this? Do I need to do something different, right? That's quite okay. You know, part of being a business coach, which I used to be, I don't do business process anymore, guys, just letting you know. <laughs> I'll send you to someone who does. Um, but when I did, there's an annual process that you go through and a monthly process that you go through and a weekly process that you go through and a daily process that you go through. So is life. So is life. And so, you know, you, you need to forgive yourself for making a plan and then not following through. If you don't follow through, it might not be your plan. It might be the plan that someone else told you you should do. And you won't follow through on that plan. 
you're, you're exactly right. And that's why, and that's the beauty of, you know, me being a work with teenagers is that's why you have to have find things in life that you love to do and enjoy and make those included in a part of your plan. And that's why, like with the young people, you know, they have to do a lot of things that they don't want to do, like go to school every day. I wasn't a big go to school every day. Go to school, so you, take a test, study, pass right. a paper. Mm-hmm. So you have to come up with a plan. And that's where like, that's where I think we fall short a lot in society with our young people is we don't really help them find their passion and their purpose at a young age, which makes them go on this, you know, all kinds of crazy rides and detours trying to figure out what they want to do and how they want to do it. I've been on a lot of them and Gail, I know you have too, but it's like, man, what you have to, if you're going to follow through with your plan, you probably have to have some sense of enjoyment in it, even though, because there's going to be things in your plan that you have to make yourself do. And we have to have the ability to make ourselves do things that we don't want to do to be successful. But at the same time, we have to be able to, to tie some joy to our sense of accomplishment. Absolutely. I, I call it front loading. One of the things that I, I did uh, a little over a year ago now is that 75 hard, yeah. 75 days. And I would get up in the morning and go, oh my God, it's not over yet. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So what's my plan? And I quickly discovered if I didn't front load, and that means get my exercise done as much of the gallon of water as I possibly can get done, read my 10 pages of a motivational book um, and whatever else. If I didn't get it done by noontime, I was in deep do. <laughs> I was in trouble, right? Because I would be forcing that water down before I go to bed, which means I'd be up every hour going to the bathroom, which I didn't want to do. And I would not want to be exercising. And who wants to exercise before they go to bed? You can't sleep. Yeah, no, that's a tough one. That's tough. (laughs) Right? So, you know, so I got as much done. And and I realized, I had a friend of mine when I was in San Diego just recently, we were walking the beach. She said, she did 75 hard after watching me go through it. And she said, Gail, you don't do anything halfway. You're like, you were in it to win it. Everything you do. You throw everything into it. I said, well, because I think about it beforehand and think, do I want to do this? That's the thing that you're talking about, Brad. Do I want to do this? Do I want to drink a gallon of water? Heck no. Do I want to work out for 45 minutes twice a day in the wintertime outside once every day? While it's snowing, it doesn't matter what the weather. I had to go, do I want to do that? No. But did I want to go through the mental exercise and prove to my clients that I asked them to commit, I'm going to show you I can commit. Yes. That's why I did it, to show people I'm not asking you to do something that I don't do as well. Right? I love it. Yeah. I love, I love that. And, and what I've, you know, the older I've gotten, you know, I, I used to claim being an athlete, but, you know, I'm older now, so the athleticism is is pretty much gone, but I know that I need some type of exercise. So I'm always looking for win-wins. I love to talk to people. That's why I'm on here talking with you. I love to talk with people. And so I joined this group of, of men that get together and it's, it's like fellowship and you, you work out and it's like, all I have to do is show up. That's the hard part. So I, I, I found a way to make myself exercise, stay healthy and enjoy doing it because 
I don't necessarily enjoy working out anymore, but now that I've found a, a group to do it with, it, it makes it more enjoyable. Right. right. So, and so let's circle back to forgiveness. None of this can happen if we didn't have a sense of self-worth, right? Because it's easier to give in when, well, you know, it doesn't really matter what I look like. It doesn't really matter. how. No one's going to know. That's my, I, I won't even tell you who, but I used to hear almost daily. If you don't drink the water, who's going to know? If you don't do the exercise, who's going to know? I will. Exactly. I will. Right. And then I would be in a position to have to forgive myself. Yeah. Right. For, for giving. And, and, and if I had failed, then I would forgive myself, but I would have picked it up again. Right. And I didn't want to start at the beginning again. That's the thing. If you, if you slip up on any of it, you start at day one again. (laughs) And that was my motivation. And it's so hard to, it's like anything. If you, if you can't do it for yourself, it's going to be hard for you to do it for others. So if you can't forgive yourself, it's going to be really hard for you to forgive others. Right. And, and I'll be honest with you, and, and you know this, and I think most people could say this. There's been many times in my life where I haven't liked myself and I didn't even realize it because I didn't even think about it. Right. And then I had to go back and forgive myself for how I treated myself. I did it wrong. And, and a lot of people think that's selfish, but really it's kind of selfless because if you can't do that for yourself, you're not going to be able to do it for others. Well, and what happens is the the type of energy, the type of personality that you have, you start to attract that type of person. And I noticed at a young age, like I said, I was an angry younger person. So I mean, 20s, early 20s, I was hanging around with these people at coffee, we'd meet at coffee before going to work. And all they did was complain, complain about their health, complain about their job, complain about their circumstances. And they played the game of one upmanship on complaints. Oh, you think you have pain? Let me tell you about my pain. You think your husband's an (laughs) asshole? Let me tell you about my husband. You think your job sucks? Let me tell you about my job. And I would be sitting there drinking my coffee going, this is really a sick this is the people, and I knew then, These are because the, I was already going through self-development at a young age. These are the people I want to be hanging around with. This is the energy that I want to be exposed with. What is this doing to me? I mean, I could feel the grating in my, in my soul from their conversation, right? And the only way to change that was to change myself. Yeah. Right? It was to change myself. And part of that is why did I attract this type of person? Well, obviously, I must think mine sucks. I must have that, even though I may not be saying it out loud, even though I'm not allowing myself, I buried it really deep, Brad. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Right? Excavating that pain takes time and takes focus. But when when you face it and you say it out loud, right? Um. And then forgive it. I have so many forgiveness stories for you. <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell you about my, my mom. Okay. So my mom passed. I was like, not even three. And, you know, I had a recurring nightmare about that 
until about 12 when I suppressed the nightmare and I suppressed the feelings. And I even didn't recognize that I ever had a mother by then. I suppressed it that much. And um, do you think I had abandonment issues? No, (laughs) not me. I can't imagine. I had my shit together. If you asked me, I would have said, I don't know what you're talking about. Right. So when I finally faced the nightmare and then faced her um, passing, I was able to forgive that she had no control over that. She right. didn't choose to leave me. Um, and then I discovered, and this is a long story, that she actually tried to abort when she was pregnant with me and failed obviously. And now I had something else to forgive her uh, about. And so I, I, I literally, in my mind, Brad brought her down and sat her down and said, listen, given the situation that you were in, financially, emotionally, supportively, given the man that you were married to, given all the time that it was, the error that it was, all of the factors that led you to think that you wanted to do that, I probably would have made the same decision. So I cannot be angry with you. I forgive you. And I'm so thankful you failed. That's amazing. That is amazing. That's a book right there. How that released. (laughs) Yes. How that released was unbelievable. Oh my gosh. Right. Right. And so you know, the, the ang- I to- told you as a teenager, I could cut people down with my tongue. That's why I was so angry. Oh. I had no trust. I didn't want anyone. I had walls, brick walls, three feet thick, I swear to God. Right? You couldn't get near me. And I thought that was good. Because you were tough. I was tough. You were tough. I was tough. Right? But I was hard on the outside. Yeah, I was fluff by the time I was 28. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And been working on it ever since. Right. Because more things come up. And and that's the other thing. We are multifaceted. We have so many experiences. Right. And we need to forgive not only like I not only had to forgive my mother, but I had to forgive myself for holding such anger through my my years towards her for something that I would have done too. If I want to yeah. be honest, I would have done too, right? She yeah. felt she had no choice. And I carried the burden of thinking I was the reason she died. Yeah, right? and, 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 I, and I'm, I can't imagine the amount of work it took you it to face that, you know, because some people, Gail, we know this, go through their whole life and never face those, those issues that they, yeah. that they struggle from. I'll be honest with you. I did not do it alone. I was not alone during that journey. I had an, uh, an American Indian shaman work with me to go through wow. that. Yeah. Anyway, n- another lesson right there, because uh, we, we can't do it alone. No. It just doesn't work that way. No, no. He had to hold the space for me right? The safe space to keep me anchored emotionally so that I could face that and not lose it. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, So, yeah, I mean, that's just like one of so many um, trauma experiences that I released in my life. 
And therefore I can show up. My most important thing, what's most important to me, Brad, is that I show up for my clients and I leave my ego at the door, right? Mm-hmm. So that I hold the cocoon, the safe cocoon so that they can forgive themselves and that they can forgive those they think that have trespassed, right? And you do that for, for such a young age that is so amazing. If a 13, 14, 15 year old can do this, they start life way ahead of the pack. Yeah, I mean, for me, having, having and, and we've both been there and, and most people have, those teenage years are rough. One of my first teaching jobs was seventh grade and seventh graders are like aliens. Um, but foundationally, uh, we focus so much on the fluff, the content, all the things you, they got to, they got to know that you get, but we don't, we miss out on just the important, simple stuff like forgiveness, life trust, skills. life skills, life's just, just, Hey, life skills is not balancing the checkbook. No, no. no. And they don't, you know, they don't even teach that until one class in high school. It's, it's guaranteed. So we just have, we, we, everything's become a business and, who can make money here and where and, 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 and there's great and there's good and there's bad and there's horrible. And, but in between um, if people aren't given the opportunity to learn the skills they need to be successful um, they may fail to the point to where um, they never learn to forgive themselves. And I just don't want to see that happen. I want to, I want to reach those younger generations, not hope, hope that they make it through and do great things. I want to provide them this, the skills and the opportunity to learn that you, you can do it. It may Absolutely. be hard. Your circumstances may be just like your story. You just told me that's for me. That's I'm like, I'm sitting here like, Oh man, that's a tough one. That's a super tough one. It was a super and, tough one. Yep. And you, you know, you, you run across that with these young people. Um, but if you can catch them early and, and, and provide them some hope and some, you have the answers, you can do it. It means a lot. Absolutely. Absolutely. Brad, we could go on forever, (laughs) but I am going to let you go. So I will put in the write-up where people can get in touch with you, but still tell people how they can get in touch with you. Yeah. I mean, I think the best way is coach D at mindsetsports.life. Just shoot me an email. You can message me on Facebook, follow me, Brad Dempsey, follow mindset sports on Facebook. Uh, then you can learn about all my social media handles. You can hit me up on LinkedIn, Brad Dempsey, Mindset Sports. Uh, but yeah, just just hit me up. Always looking for a good conversation. Always looking to learn. Always looking to grow. I know, Brad. Thank you so much. And again, this is Gail Craft from the Empowering Process Podcast. And if you like this, let us know. If something came up through this conversation, leave us a note and maybe we'll get back together and address it. If you know someone who could benefit from this, please share it out to them. And always, always, always have a great time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Brad. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Empowering Process Podcast. Be sure to visit Gail at gailcraft.com to learn more about how she serves thought leaders, entrepreneurs, and goal seekers. And remember, if you like this broadcast, be sure to share and subscribe so you don't miss an episode.